You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 103. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. Hey folks, so we're gonna got a great topic today. We're gonna dive on in here in just a second, but we thought we would just take a minute beforehand and chat about life. Yeah, so in this post-apocalyptic era, I went out of the house to the store for the first time. So I've only actually gone to a couple of places, which have mainly been like doctor's appointments and things like that. Because you're sending everybody all shopping and stuff. I am. I am. But I actually went grocery shopping and that was like a slightly terrifying experience, but very interesting just seeing everybody wearing masks, a lot of people not wearing them correctly. But I've been joking and saying that it's like the first time I've been in a grocery store in like three months and I'm going to wait another three months to go back. I'm sure you'll just keep sending other people to do it for you. I'm pretty sure you just sent Amanda to do it right now. All right. And that's where I was. I was segueing. So, you know, Amanda's running to the store and she picked me up some Starbucks on the way home. That's amazing. I love my partners. And speaking of partners and the uh, post-apocalyptic stuff that we're doing, we've been doing some like social distance hanging outs. Yeah, I feel like when I say like what's been new since the last time we've been talking, a big part of it is just like trying to socialize in this this this. Uh, I don't want to say post-COVID because we're not post-COVID, but in this this COVID time. So like we restarted this. This I'm actually really happy. We had a happy hour that we used to do for kinky folks in the like Southern PA, Northern Maryland area that we had been talking about relaunching for a long time. It was something we did for a while. It was like it got really big for a while a few years ago. Then you We did it for a while. It was like six years. Yeah. (laughs) And then you had it. It was really big for a while. Like there were points we had like 50 people out and then you had your medical stuff and it kind of tailed off. And so we Mm -hmm. stopped doing it a couple years ago. And we've been kind of over the last little bit like, man, we really should restart that. Mainly just to hang out with like all the cool cool people people again. (laughs) Yeah. And we actually did it, but now it looks like Zoom because that's what life looks like right now. Yeah, so we're doing a uh, a Zoom happy hour. So it's like bring your own beer, wine, whatever you want. And one guy on last time had a great bar and I was so sad because he couldn't share. But yeah, so we did our first one of those. So that was my first time also ever being on a happy hour on Zoom. It actually went much better than I was mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking. And so, and then we're also like, okay, so we... <laughs> We had we had some people over, and by people I mean two people, over for the Fourth of July, and we're like I don't know maybe heading in the direction of potting a little bit, I guess suppose, shrugging I don't know, not there yet, not there yet, but like really like some of the only people we're hanging out with presently, so like we did the Fourth of July and we did like let's sit our chairs like. 
apart from each other and I don't know. Cook, stay outside. Stay outside and not yeah. mix food. Like we had separate food and everything. So we basically like outdoor co-picnicked 4th of July while screaming at each other loudly. Yeah. So like <laughs> potting is an interesting word that's come up, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's, it's like a new, it's another COVID word. But what we did was we apparently projectors are super cheap on Amazon right now. And we like, I did this thing. I have this website that I like to use a lot for like reviews for things. And they have like this whole like, what's the best equipment for like doing like outdoor movies during COVID thing. And I went and looked at that and promptly said, screw that. There's no way I'm paying that much for a projector (laughs) just to sit outside and watch movies with people. And then went on Amazon and got one for like a 10th of the price. And we're going to try that this weekend. So we're going to try like a social distance grill and movie. So I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to seeing how that goes. I think it's going to go really well. It's going to depend on whether or not like we can actually see the movie or how much we get eaten by bugs. But beyond that, I think it's going to go really well because I I feel like the 4th of July went really well and it was awesome to even not being able to be close to our friend, you know, physically, proximally, like touchy, feely, huggy stuff. We couldn't do that. But it was just awesome to actually be able to see somebody face to face, not via the uh, screens, right? Not in front of a computer or a smartphone. So that's good. The COVID problem that hasn't been solved is play withdrawal, but. Yeah, but it's a thing. We're working on it. As I said, like maybe we need to do some cam time with some people. Some what? Like some cam time. No, Uh, you did not say that at all. You said absolutely not. Why would anybody do that? I don't understand the attraction. No, no, no. What I said is I don't particularly... I'm not fond of the whole like like phone sex kind of thing, but cam stuff, I will totally watch somebody do stuff on cam. I'm totally down for like watching somebody do something. Not so much like the I guess I'm not understanding the difference. Like the difference is like, oh, I'm right there touching you, baby. Like I'm not gonna do that. But if somebody wants to get on their screen and masturbate for me, I will watch that. I think you may want to qualify that statement before we put out this podcast. If somebody that I've already said that I would like to play with who is currently a partner or... Even not a partner. Not a partner, but like... Already has an invitation. Yeah, yeah. You know who you are. That's the answer. If you're sitting here wondering, is this me? The answer is no. You, John, you. The answer is no, John. Not you. You know there's a John that listens to this. I know, (laughs) you know, you you really flipped them out right now. Yeah, I was like, you better qualify that before you put it out to the world, lest you start getting like a bunch of Facebook messengers full of like <laughs> random people you don't know jacking off. What else? Anything else? No, yes, no. No, now I've got my mind on like, you know, I've got some friends that I wouldn't mind watching masturbate. But are you going to masturbate back? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't do the uh, the like phone sex thing. But like, if you want to provide me with things... That would make me happy. That's kind of like me with like the whole like sending pictures things. Like I don't mind occasionally I'll send somebody a picture, but like I will take all of the pictures from my partners that they want to send me. I will take that. That makes me happy. If you want to send me a video of you masturbating, that makes me happy. Again, you as in you who know who you are already. 
I'm just qualifying <laughs> this. You're going to regret not qualifying. Yes. I'm qualifying Folks, it for you. please do not send me your, your stuff masturbating if I have not asked you particularly, especially not you, John. <laughs> All right, folks, I think that's it for the host chat today. We have a couple other things, but I think we may actually uh, talk about them another time just to kind of, you know, not have a 30 minute host chat here. And so I think without further ado, we're going to dive into the topic for today. Let's start with a bit of a story. Cassie, do you want to tell the story of what happened that led us? to do this recording and do cover this topic. Yes. So we just enrolled a new client, but a little while ago, about a week and a half now, something like that. And while I was talking to them, they uh, it was their first one-on-one session. So you have to start with a background. So this is somebody that we know personally, right? It's somebody that we've been friends with. It's somebody that's known us in our like local community, known us for, I mean, even way longer than we've been coaching or at least coaching full time. Yeah. And, and so knows us personally, uh, has, you know, known us as a friend for a long time, knows us like locally, like round here, round here, listen to all of our podcast episodes, I think was kind of like guiltily admitted to you somewhat because again we are friends (laughs) and i you know but go ahead we we were in our first one-on-one session and we were talking and as josh just said you know there's someone who knows us personally and this that and the other and they also have like listened to our podcast and they've heard some of like our interviews with like past clients they've been on our website more than once right and after sitting there and we went through our first one-on-one and we really dived into some really deep things and had some major, major breakthroughs, he said, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I knew that you got results and I, 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 I knew that you did these things, but I didn't know how or like what the fuck you guys did. Like, I actually didn't know what the fuck you did when I, when I signed up and I'm amazed. And why don't you ever like tell people what you do? <laughs> like, like, why don't you ever explain like what you do? Like, we know that you do some stuff, but you've never actually like explained what it is. Yeah. So in retrospect, this was kind of, <laughs> I was just telling a client actually today, you know, it's, it's always the most profound revelations are usually the most obvious revelations. Right. And we realized, you know, like we, we do, you know, we get on, we talk about, what we do kind of like in oblique fashion and we, you know, like we we invite people to calls and we talk about our clients and that kind of a thing. But, you know, because we're always focused more on like delivering content or value, like on whatever that topic is to people. We've never actually sat down and just been like, hey, here's what we do. Here's how this works. Here's who we work with and don't work with. And that's kind of a disservice, right? Because, you know, there are so many of you who are looking for help with your relationships and just not really being clear on what it is that we do isn't really helpful. So we kind of were like, A, derp. B, we should probably do that. (laughs) We should probably actually sit down and just for once go over what is it that we do? Like, how do we work with people? How do we turn relationships that are like on the brink around? What does that look like? And then 
a couple of things we're going to talk about, like also like, but, but like, so what does that look like? What does it take to do that? How do we work with people? What does it take like on a personal quality level? And then also just when you're looking for help, period, how do you evaluate that? Like, what should you be looking for? So here's what I want people to understand, you know, and, and here's the problem. So let's take just a step back here. Why is it important to understand what it looks like to actually get help? And the reason is this. I think that for a lot of polyamorous people, and especially people we talk to, there's very much this sense of like, I'm alone. And not necessarily I'm alone in terms of like, there's nobody. Like a lot of people like, you know, they know there's a poly community out there. Like, right, we're, we're in the day and age of the interwebs. We're in the day and age where anybody can get on Facebook and find other poly people. But they really don't have an understanding that they can get help when their relationships are having problems. You know, I've talked to so many people and and they're like, you know, we just, and, and one of the questions I always ask people when I'm talking to them is why now? Like, why now did you decide that you want to take action on your relationship? Because that's really important for us to know, right? If your relationship's been having problems for, you know, the last eight years and you're coming to me saying, hey, I want to change this. I want to know why do you want to change it now? Because you've been sitting on it for the last eight years, right? And what I get so often from people is they say to us, hey, the reason it's now is because I didn't know there was any help for people like me before. And the problem is when you're in that situation, and so many people are, and you don't realize that there's help available for you, or at least not help at a level that can actually make those changes that you want, you can start to feel really alone, right? You can start to feel really hopeless. And you wind up being in this like hopeless stuck spot and just sitting on it as the relationship gets worse and worse and worse because you just don't know where to go. So I want to talk about kind of how that all plays out. What are what are some of the things, some of those like things that people don't realize, right? Or, or you know, believe incorrectly that's kind of causing them to get in that stuck state. So Cassie, do you want to start with this? Yeah, sure. So one of the, I guess, false beliefs, right, is that there isn't like enough information, right? Like, oh, we... we, we we just haven't, there, there isn't enough out there. There isn't stuff to fix this problem or this specific problem or that. And that's just bull crap. Like there's, there's a ton of information out there. There's information everywhere. Yeah. We had talked about this the other day, but like, it's, it's not even necessarily like the idea that there's not enough information. Cause I think we all know that we live in the age of Google and poly Facebook groups and stuff, but it's the idea that if I just find the right piece of information, that'll do it. Suddenly everything will be better. Yes. If I just find that one thing, that that just isn't the case. You know, it's it's a lot of times if you haven't found it by now, you're not going to. Yeah. You know, it's the the thing is the reason we don't make changes in our relationships and anything in life. It's not a lack of information. We all have all the information we need in the world to do pretty much anything. I could get on Google right now, and if I wanted to become a sumo wrestler in the next year. I could get online and I could get all the information that I would ever need. Everything. Everything is there. Me. I could find all the information on how to become a sumo wrestler. Right? Your whole buck 45 self. Yes. <laughs> and the reason that we don't make changes isn't because of information. It's because most of the time, information is the least of our problems. There are a lot of other things that if we're looking to make serious changes, need to happen. Right? And we just don't 
realize that half the time. And so, you know, and this causes a lot of guilt for people. You know, one of the things that I, I hear a lot when I'm talking to people is just this guilt of like, I have all this information and, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't been able to fix this. Like what's wrong with me? And, and my answer to them is like, it's not what's wrong with you. And it's not that like you just haven't done the right Google search yet, right? The problem is that when things are a certain level of, of broken, they take a certain level of expertise and knowledge and skill to fix, right? Like it's like, it, it would be like if like somebody was like, <laughs> I liken this like somebody going in and being like, you know, like, I don't need a doctor. Like really, like I Googled how to do a heart surgery, right? And if I just cared enough about this, I would be able to do it. Well, no, no, you wouldn't. If I just like found the right search terms and came across it, I would know how to do the surgery all by myself. Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of any of you have ever seen Breaking Bad, right? One of the lines I love is, is Walt is talking to Jesse at one point. And he's like, somewhere there must exist. Like, what is it? Like the perfect series of words that can be placed into the perfect order to make her understand and to solve this problem. It's like, no, no, there's not. That's the problem, right? So it's not about a lack of information, right? And so that's kind of the first thing. And, and the second thing that I see two ends of, of people, right? I see so many people who don't realize that there's help available, right? And they're like, man, like I, I just... I know we need help and I know we need help from like, you know, like I need help specific to polyamory and, and just it doesn't exist. And then there's the other extreme that we see where people run into problems. And the other extreme that we see is like, oh, you know, I'm just going to I do need help. I'm just going to pick up and call the first counselor, therapist, whatever your state calls it in the phone book. And they run very quickly. They very quickly become people who believe help isn't available to them because this is what you run into. And if any of you have looked for help, you have run into this at some point because all of our clients have run into this at some point. Number one, you have to find somebody who is poly-friendly. And I hate that word and I'll talk about why in a minute, but <laughs> you have to find somebody who is at least poly-friendly. Why is that? Well, it's because if you go to somebody who is not poly-friendly at all, right? One of a couple things is going to happen. A, they might just not show up to your appointment. We've had clients who that has happened to. It is disgusting. It is awful. That happens. B, though, when they do show up to your appointment, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to spend all your time educating them about polyamory instead of them helping you fix your problems, right? Or what's going to happen is, you know the other part of this. Yes, is they're going to tell you that, well, just don't be poly and everything will be okay. All you got to do is just stop that non-monogamy thing and your relationship will be perfect. And meanwhile, you're sitting there like, yeah, but I'm I'm here because like I haven't felt in love in three years and they're not touching me anymore. They're like, yeah, just stop being poly. So you need somebody who is at least poly friendly. But, you know, that's something that we all say a lot. And personally, I... I hate the term poly friendly because it is such a low bar to set. And the thing with poly friendly, and I, I like to say this to folks because, you know, we refer people to poly friendly folks for certain things. It is fine to go to a poly friendly pediatrician for your kids. Why? Because you want them to be understanding and caring, but what they're treating is not Something where they actually need to understand your polyamory. And this is where I this is where I, I dislike the term polyfriendly in this context, right? Because I tell people like, that's like me saying I'm golf friendly, right? <laughs> like, I, I've got nothing against golf, 
but I don't know shit about golf. Like I haven't played golf in 12 years. You're not going to come and ask me for golf advice, right? So you don't just need somebody who's poly friendly. You need somebody who is actually polyamorous, has actually lived through this, actually understands the challenges, understands the struggles, has overcome those things. And not just who's done that themselves, but has helped a ton of other people like you overcome those same challenges. Because the truth of the matter is, even when we're trying, even when 80% of the problem is our relationship, as it so often is, right, and has nothing to do with polyamory, if that person that you're going to and, and trying to work with doesn't understand polyamory, they're going to trip over those things that come up, right? And they're just not going to have answers to the questions, and it's going to wind up causing more problems than good. And then the last thing is you need somebody who is really fucking good at their job because you're not talking about buying a used car here, right? You're not talking about golfing. No offense to the golfers. Like you're talking about normally about saving your relationship here. And like mediocre isn't good enough. And the fact of the matter is sometimes help that isn't good enough actually makes things worse. Most of the people that come to us, I'll let you talk about our clients in therapy. Why am I? Go ahead. You know this better than I do. So, you know, a lot of our clients, you know, they come to us and they've been in situations where they have very well-meaning, you know, meaningful people in their lives that they've reached out to, you know, that are professionals, right? But this isn't what they do, right? Or it is what they do and they're just not great at it. Yeah. Which is um, too many people. I was, I was getting there. So, you know, maybe they're really good at, you know, the job that they do, but helping folks with their relationships is not actually what they do. That is not their job, right? And maybe they're just crappy at their job too, right? Like just because I'm polyamorous, right, doesn't mean that I'm going to be the best person to help you work through your problems, your, your, your relationship problems. Just because I am polyamorous doesn't mean that I'm the person to do the job. Right. So here's the thing. Like, it, it's not that there isn't help available, right? That's, that's not the problem. There is. Um, and, and so then the question becomes like, you know, A, it's, it's, A, it's that understanding that there is actually help available for people. Like I said, so many people that we talk to, they just don't even know that's a thing, right? So then the question becomes, okay, like, like if that's the case, there is good help. Okay. We get it, Josh and Cassie, like, but what does good help actually look like, right? And I'm going to tell you, because this is the other place that people get stuck. Like you go out, you go looking for help. You know, I, I run into this recently looking for a doctor, right? You go out, you go looking for help and like there's a million doctors, right? And you have no idea what it actually looks like, like like what, what they actually need to have to be good at what you need, right? So what does good help actually look like when you're talking about your relationship? So first we just kind of covered that like, you know, they need to be poly friendly, they need to be poly and they need to be really good at their job. But how does it actually look? So there's a few things that you need to be looking for. Number one, as far as this goes, good help looks like a structure. And this is where we're going to start getting into what we do here. I said before that there is a million pieces of information out there. And if you are a person who has been going through stuff, right, the problem isn't that you don't need information, right? Information isn't enough, but the problem isn't that you don't need information. You do need information, right? The problem becomes when you're going out and you're trying to get your information and you're wading through 
a million blog posts and a hundred podcasts and, you know, all the poly books, right? Um, you wind up with a million different conflicting pieces of information and you're making like a tiny little bit of movement in a million directions and you're backtracking. So when you're actually looking to make change and what it takes to do that, right? You need a structure. You need a plan. There has to be an actual plan of how we get from A to Z. How do we get from arguing all the time, from feeling disconnected, from not even knowing if we're compatible anymore, back to a place of love and passion and security? That isn't something that you just walk in one day and start venting about your feelings and it magically happens. It takes a certain amount of skill. It takes a certain amount of changes in the way that you're thinking. It takes a lot of tools to do. And so it's not that you don't need information. You do need information, but you need information that is specifically designed to get you from where you're at now to where you want to be. And that information has to be, well, it has to be able to work together and be coherent, right? And has to play into each other. Because maybe this little piece of information is brilliant and so is this over here. But with them, you know, in two different places and that sort of thing, it doesn't work, right? So it has to be information that plays into itself and has a structure. It has to build on each other. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of the places that as much as I love therapy and I think it's great for certain things, a lot of times we see it fail when it comes to our clients and their relationships, which is our clients wind up going in and they wind up basically venting about what's going on and they have a safe space to do that. And that's really fantastic. And a lot of times they can even get through some conversations that maybe they couldn't get through before. And then there's no next step. There's no building on, there's no getting from A to B. When you're talking about a plan, you need an outcome. So you need to know where you're going. You need to know how you're getting there and you need to know how much time that's going to take. And it needs to be, as Cassie said, in a structured system. So when we're doing this, when we're working with people, we do actually have information. You need information, but it is not the kind of information that you found before, right? It is structured together in a specific way to get you from A to Z. So when we work with people, we go through things, they have lessons that they go through, right? And each time builds on the next And it all builds towards getting that amazing relationship and getting that passion and love and connection back. It's very clear as to what the outcome is, which is getting back to a connected place in your relationship where you're happy and feeling good, right? And you know the markers along the way of where you're going. So when I hit this point, good, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to the next thing. And it's not this place of staying stagnant and kind of staying in the same same un- upset, unhappiness and, and, and discussion and kind of going around and around. There are steps to move you to that outcome that you're looking for. And it's very clear, oh, I've hit this milestone. Now I'm moving on to the next thing that's getting me to the end of the outcome. Yeah. And one of the great things about having something structured in that way is you get to see your progress. One of the problems that people run into a lot, you know, we work with people over a period of a few months, not a few years, right? Because relationships, you know, when, when you're talking about this, they're either getting worse or they're getting better. And you don't want to be sitting in that spot of watching them deteriorate. You want to know that you're making progress. So when we're working with people, you know, like I said, we cover everything as far as building this up from all these things that you actually need step by step to get from that place again of, of wherever your relationship's at right now, which for a lot of our people is at the breaking point in some fashion, to having it better than it's been in years. And you know, a lot of our people have told us, you know, better than we've ever had since we've we've gotten together. And we do that by doing things like 
giving specific communication tools that people can stop arguing, learning how to reconnect with your partner and how to actually keep that reconnection. We've talked about this before, but that is a skill for people, right? How to start getting your needs met, how to start getting time together again, and not just time, but quality time, right? How to actually be able to have conversations and get somewhere, right? And get to a resolution, right? How to actually get your needs met in your relationship, how to deal with all these internal struggles that come up around jealousy, right? Around wondering if we're good enough, around worrying our partner is going to leave us. Moving away from the doubts in our relationship to a place of being able to have gratitude and celebrate the things that we accomplish together and feeling like our relationship is something that's powerful. Yeah. And reconnecting physically and making agreements. And this all builds on each other so that by the time we're done working with people, they have all that groundwork in place for the communication, right? All that groundwork in place where they've reconnected emotionally, they've reconnected physically, they're getting their needs met in their relationship, right? They've gotten past that jealousy and they have agreements that are serving them in their relationship into the future. So here's the thing, that's information, right? And like I said, it's good, right? <laughs> but this is, again, where a lot of people get stuck is in thinking that information is what's going to get them from A to B. And quite frankly, you know, I am, I can say with 100% confidence, because this is something that we've built over time of working with people, that that information that we have for people who are specifically looking for that plan to heal their relationship is the best that there is available for that, right? Because that's what it's specifically designed for. But I can tell you right now, we could give people all that information and do nothing else and they would fall on their faces. And the reason is this, like we all get stuck, like we're all human. And this is why going online and Googling, even if you could somehow pull together like a comprehensive plan, doesn't become enough. You need support because the truth is how many of you run into the problem and you, you don't have to look any farther than your relationships for this. How many of you run into situations where you know what to do, but you don't do what you know? right? We know what to do, but we don't do what we know. And there's a lot of reasons, right? There's fear, there's shame, there's just in the moment not being able to stick with it. There's not knowing how there's all those beliefs that stand in our way, all those past experiences that stand in our way. And and these are things that we, we, we can't get ourselves past, right? Like, like all the information in the world isn't going to make us actually do the things that we're learning because we're human, right? You know, I joke all the time that if it was just information, that was all we needed, we all would be supermodels. And entrepreneurs. And that entrepreneurs. Were, that were we would all be million dollar supermodels. Because yeah. <laughs> we can all go online right now and figure out how to get an amazing shape and Google how to make a million dollars and have all the information we need and we won't, we won't do it right? Because it's not about the information. It's about getting past all those challenges that stand in our way and keep us from doing those things. So how do we do that, Cassie? Well, it's with the support, <laughs> right? And that's kind of the difference between going and finding stuff, you know, and, and, and Googling and putting it all together versus having support from someone who knows how to do it, right? And someone who's been, you know, in the same place as you, who wants to, who, who, who is living and doing the things that you want to be able to do and knows how to do that, right? Is having the support from somebody who can help guide that. 
Yeah. When we're working with people, we get to, and this is one of the reasons we do the lessons is because that leaves us free to focus all of our attention with people on two areas. Number one is what needs to be changed and customized for you. But that's the smaller part of it, right? The second part when we're working with people is what do we need to do to get you unstuck? How do we get rid of the mind trash? How do we get you past the disempowering beliefs? And this is an art, right? This is something that at some point, I think we might talk about how much we spend on training in another podcast, but I will just say for now that, you know, this is something that like we have worked with people who like coach Olympic athletes, who coach CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Like these are the people who we go to for training in how to do this and how to help our people through when they're stuck on those things. So that when somebody hits something and they hit a challenge and they feel stuck, and even though they have all the information in the world, they don't know how to move forward. It's that ability to get on with them and say, hey, what's going on? Why are you stuck? What do you want? What's stopping you? And actually move people through the fear or through whatever the stuck is so that they can keep moving forward and keep building their relationship to where they want to go. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, when we're talking information, right, we have the information, we hit those hurdles, and then we backtrack, right? Because of the things that build up in our minds, we don't move forward. And in fact, it's not even that we sit still, we actually move backwards. Having someone there to say, hey, you, this is not where you want to be, where do you need to go, and get you through that and push you forward is irreplaceable. Right. It's not it's not the same thing as information where you might have it all and never move anywhere. Yeah. And and another thing, and I'll just touch on this really briefly, but another thing that's really helpful with that is having that value community. You know, one of the great things about this being what we do and us working specifically with people is people get to come in and be part of a community of folks like them who are working towards the same goals, who are all working towards building amazing relationships. And you know, especially for a lot of people that we deal with who they're in an area that's maybe more rural and they don't have access to that locally, being surrounded by that community, having people to support you, having people to hold you accountable to actually making those changes that you said you're going to make, actually supporting you and, you know, cheering you on. It's super helpful. You have to get unstuck. And the last part of this, and I was just talking about accountability is accountability because again, a lot of times we know what to do and we don't do what we know. And a lot of times that's mind trash. And a lot of times that's just needing to be kicked squarely in the ass. Yeah. And that's one thing that we don't mind doing with our clients, right? It's a little bit different. We have clients who come from like going to therapy and they're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting you to say that's messed up. Don't do that anymore. Right. Sometimes you need that. Right. Sometimes you need to just flat out be told that's not cool, man. You need to you need to change what you're doing. Right. And that's a, that's a huge mover, right? And, and for a lot of our folks, it's something that's super empowering because it finally gets them to a place of being like, you know what, I've got to own that and I've got to do something different rather than sitting in the space of like, well, maybe I need to change it, maybe not, <laughs> right? Um, and you, know, you, can, you can sit there and be like, ah. But when you have somebody who knows how to get there, who's helped other people get there, flat out telling you, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to change this. You need to shift. Well, that that's that's something that's going to move you along. Right. It's super important. And not just it's not just important to have somebody who's calling you on your shit because that is important. But it's also important just to have somebody there to be like, hey, you said that you were going to do this work by now. You said that you were going to come up with these agreements this week. You said that you were going to turn in this homework. Where the hell is it? What are you doing? Why haven't you done it? 
What is stopping you? How important is this to you? Right? Is there anything more important than fixing this right now? Great. When are you getting that over? Right? Um, so accountability is a huge, huge thing. So structure, support, accountability. Those are the three things that it really takes to turn a relationship around when it's hurting. Right? And whether you're looking at us or whether you're looking at other people, those are the three things that you need to make sure anybody has. Because if you are missing even one of those three things you will not turn the relationship around. You can have the best information and structure in the world and people just won't do the stuff. You can have the best support in the world, but everybody leaves at the end of the day not knowing what their next step is because there's no structure, no plan, no system. And you can have both of those things, but just not have accountability so people just don't do the shit because nobody's (laughs) calling them out, right? So that's what you need. And that's what you need as far as That's what it takes as far as what we do to turn a relationship around. That's what it takes as far as anybody that you're looking at turning a relationship around. But it's not just that because I want to talk about what it takes for you personally, what qualities it takes, because it's not just about the help. We can be the best people in the world at helping people change their relationships. And, And quite frankly, when it comes to polyamorous folks, we are. We're fortunate in that this is not a very crowded space or unfortunate, depending on how you want to look at it. So, you know, it it isn't, um, I can't think of a great way to say this. I say it's a dubious honor. We're really great at it. I wish that there were other people who are as great at it. I guess is a great way to put it. It's it's a shame that because we're polyamorous, there isn't that great help out there. I didn't talk about that. I'm just going to spend 10 seconds. And guys, and this has kind of been our mission, right? Those of you who have listened to us, who have followed us know that like we went through stuff. We were looking for help with our relationships. We could not find it at the level that we needed. And our goal, what we told ourselves is we are going to bring that kind of amazing help that's available to monogamous people to non-monogamous people because we deserve it. And it isn't there, Right. And it's been really amazing to be able to do that. So it's been an honor. It's been an honor. But what does it take as far as qualities? Because anyways, I I get sidetracked sometimes, but, you know, (laughs) we can be the best at this. And that doesn't mean we can help everybody because it's not just about us. It's about what it takes in the people coming to us. We talk to a lot of folks on calls, right? We, We spend a lot of time getting on calls, our breakthrough calls with folks and talking and A lot of folks get on the phone, they have a conversation with us and they're like, whoa, wait, you didn't, you didn't talk about me being a client. And we're like, no. And the reason is, is that we end up turning away more folks than we invite into our programs because we want to make sure that the people that we bring in are going to be the kind of people that are going to make this kind of change. And there's very, very specific criteria for that. Not everybody fits into that. Like there's a level of who you are that matters more than anything else that anybody else can provide for you. Yeah. Here's the thing, you know, and last, you know, I, I, last time I did the math to actually talk to somebody, we only about 40% of the people that we talk to, do we offer to work with? We turn away a lot of people who want to join. We turn away a lot of money and you know, people who are are offering to pay us. And the reason is because at the end of the day, if we don't know that we can 100% get you where you want to go, we don't want to work with you, right? Because that leads to unhappy clients. It's miserable for us, right? And it leads to people who are pissed off and unhappy. And 
we like happy clients at the end of the day. And I, I tell folks all the time because they're like, oh, of course you want happy clients. And I'm like, look, if, if we really want to get down to like the seriousness of it, what does it serve me to have three star reviews, right? What does it serve me to have, you know, two star reviews or three star reviews? It doesn't, right? I want clients who, you know, I'm disappointed if it's a four star review, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, we want our clients to walk away, you know, because we love them and we care about them, successful. But also, you know, just from a uh, practical standpoint, right? We want happy clients who, you know, are gonna, you know, tell other people that they're happy, right? So it doesn't it doesn't serve us to have unhappy clients. So what does it take? What do we look for when we work with people? And more importantly, what does it actually take to turn a relationship around? Because the reason we look for these things is out of talking to hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands at this point of people mm-hmm. and working with, I don't even know how many people, not thousands, but a lot, like hundreds. <laughs> we've, we've seen what it actually takes, like who it is, who succeeds in turning their relationships around and who will fail no matter what you give them, right? And there's three qualities that it takes that we look for when we're talking to people. Here's the thing, like, The first is committed and decisive. And I I want to talk about committed for a second because this confuses people. We we only work with people who are committed to their relationships. Now, that doesn't mean we're we're not like... Once you're married, you have to stay married forever. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the monogamous (laughs) world here we're operating from, right? We don't mean committed to staying in a relationship that isn't healthy. We don't mean committed to staying in a relationship that's miserable. But what we do mean is if you're making the decision to give this relationship a try, you're making the decision to stay here, that you are committed to doing whatever it takes to try and make that work, to try and make that relationship healthy, to try and make that relationship happy, right? And along with that, we want people who are are decisive enough to go, you know what? I want to make these changes. This is what I want to do. Because there's nothing that doesn't work out as much as somebody who gets into the program and starts working and then they can't make any decisions about anything. They can't decide on any of their agreements. They can't decide what they want their relationship to look like. Like they can't decide, no. Like when I'm saying decisive, I'm saying the people who are decisive enough to say, you know what, this isn't, like I am not willing to sit anymore in this spot of our relationship heading downhill. I'm not willing to sit in this spot of us hurting each other. I'm not willing to sit in this spot of us being heading towards breaking up. Like I am deciding that that needs to change and I'm committed to doing everything I can to make that happen. And if at the end of the day, there's not a happy and healthy way to do this, then so be it. But I will have done everything I can and everything I need to do to make this work. Anything you want to tack on that? No, I, I do want the next one though. Okay. Can I take yeah, that's one? yours, please. Yes. And the second thing we look for and that you need to turn your relationships around is being coachable. And it is so important to be coachable. Um, I have had clients who were not coachable in the past. I had folks who spent a lot of money not to listen to anything I said, (laughs) right? And that's why we started, you know, as we paid attention to this, we were like, this is what you need to be. You need to be coachable. And what this looks like is it doesn't matter if you have all the information, if you've gone through and you've read all the books. It doesn't matter if maybe even you are a pillar in your poly community and you uh, host happy hours and you have all this information. Showing up coachable 
means you show up willing to learn. You empty your cup and you come ready to fill it with what's being given to you. And that is one of the biggest things we look at when we're talking to folks on the phone is, are you coachable? Are you willing to put what you know, and I'm going to do air quotes around now, aside and be willing to learn something new? And this seems like such a no-brainer because if people are talking to us, nine times out of 10, occasionally you get people who things are good and they want to make them better. But nine times out of 10, we talk to people who stuff's going wrong, right? If you're talking to us, what you're doing isn't working most of the time, right? So it's astounding to me how many people will still want to do things their own way. And those are people we just don't work with, right? So committed, committed, decisive, coachable. And the last one is resourceful. And resourceful is kind of a tricky, a tricky thing to define, right? But when we're talking about resourceful, we're talking about people who can overcome whatever challenges life throws at them, right? Because number one, when you're talking about relationships in general and non-monogamous relationships in specific, there's always some kind of challenge that's going to throw your way, right? And like when you're talking about this problem specifically, there's a lot of things that it takes to solve serious relationship problems, right? It takes time. It takes a lot of effort and commitment. It takes money. It takes courage, I think, sometimes more than anything. Vulnerability. Right? It takes vulnerability. It takes being willing to get creative, right? And so the people who aren't resourceful are the ones who an obstacle comes up in their way, right? And they may even be committed, but they're just like, I, there's no way to overcome this. I can't do it, right? And the people who are resourceful though, and they're committed. Those are the people who will overcome every challenge. So those are the three things that we're, we look for with people, right? Is committed, coachable, and resourceful. And those are the three things we look for because again, regardless of whether you're working with us, regardless of whether you're looking at getting help somewhere else, those are things that it takes to turn a relationship around. And I want to throw one more important caveat in here. You don't have to have been these things in the past. Do you want to stack on this? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not about who you were. It's who you are now, right? It's who you want to be. Yeah. It's the, it's the person that you want to show up in your relationship, right? And in our relationships, we want to be strong. We want to be brave. We want to be committed, right? And so maybe you haven't been these things before. Maybe you haven't been able to push yourself there. Well, there's no better time than now, right? It's it's making that choice to do it. And for a lot of folks, they get stuck on not making that choice. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out because we do talk to a lot of people who are like, well, I haven't been committed before. I haven't been committed up to this point to making changes. And our question always is, great, from this point forward, are you? I've had folks who have flat out told me they were not coachable up yeah. until that point. Okay, great. How's that working for you? It's not great. From this point forward, are you going to be coachable? Yes, mm-hmm. it's a decision. That word comes up a lot for the people that we're working with, and you probably heard us say it a lot here already, right? So here's the thing with this. Like I said, and I just want you to understand this. There is help available, right? There is help available that work specifically with people who are polyamorous. There is help available with people who have the kinds of relationships that you want. There is help available from people who help poly people like you make changes. There's help available from people who are really damn good at what they do, even if you're non-monogamous. That help is available, right? And what I want you to understand, and I see this with so many people, right? Because 
they they get this it was what I was talking about earlier. It comes with that whole like, oh, it's just the information or it's it's just that I haven't done this. And so many times I talk to people and there's this like sense of shame, right, around where they're at in their relationship. And there's a sense of, and not shame like this isn't who I want to be or shame like I don't want to be here, right? But there's a sense of shame that's like, I just, I haven't tried hard enough or I'm not committed enough or I'm not compatible, like we're not compatible or, you know, there's all these things. There's all this like, I just, I just haven't, I just haven't given this what it needs. I haven't tried right? I must not have tried or we wouldn't be where we're at. I must not be committed or we wouldn't be where we're at. And what I want people to realize is what I said before. It's not that you're a bad person. It's not that your relationships are incompatible. The truth just is when you're at a certain level of problems, it takes a certain level of help to fix, right? So don't, this. it's not something to, I see so many people get down on themselves to the point of being paralyzed. Like, I just must not care. I must just not be committed. I must, just must not be trying hard enough, or I'm just not as I'm just not a good poly person enough. Like I'm oh, not, God, that one comes so up a lot. Much like if I was just a better poly person, it would all go away. Yeah. So that's what we do. That's how we help people. That's what you should be. Anybody should do that. You're looking to change relationships. That's what it takes in you to change your relationship. And like I said, with the understanding that that's a change you can make. Those are decisions you can make to have those things going forward, right? And the, the thing that's great is once you realize that there is that help available to you, you know, instead of being paralyzed and hopeless, you can, instead of sitting there and watching things get worse and being like, oh God, like there's nothing here. Like I said, like so many of our people do where they said, you know, I've been, I've been looking at this and making these changes for years and I just didn't know there was anything out there. You can actually get the help you need and make the progress to save your relationship. But there's one more important piece here, and it's a question that we get asked a lot. When I'm looking at help and I'm looking at getting help, how do I evaluate? How do I know? There are only two things that you need to know. Number one, you should look at all those things we talked about before, right? Is there that structure? Is there that support? Is there that accountability here? But the second thing, the most important thing, the thing that you should always be looking at, Cassie? Is, your, is, is the results that other people have gotten. They may have all of these things, but this comes down to like the proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> so um, look at their client results. Uh, see what the people they have worked with have to say about the results that they have gotten with working with that person. See if those stories resonate with you. Like what those folks have been able to accomplish is where I want to go. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing, right? Like that is the only metric at the end of the day that should matter. Yeah. They need those three things we talked about before. That's kind of the basic, right? Like that's like the minimum that it takes. But once you have that, the only metric that matters is this. The only metric that matters is what kind of results have these folks gotten for other people like me? That's it. Find that out. Ask for testimonials. Ask not just for testimonials, but see if you can find some video testimonials or some verified reviews instead of just like blurbs that somebody's posted on their website and say come from other people. With some stock images. With some stock images, <laughs> right? Like actually look, like, you know, like, are there video reviews? Are there audio reviews? 
you know, are there reviews, like I said, like through a third party service that actually works to verify those reviews and make sure that all the people good at, you know, all the, all the good reviews and bad reviews are available, right? So check those out. But that's the only metric that matters. Once you meet those other criteria, all that matters is what kind of results have these people gotten for other people like me? And that's what you need to be paying attention to. And if you're looking for help, right? If you want to see what we can do for you, if you want to go into more detail about how we work with people, right? About if we can help you, well, first off, we don't know yet. We need to talk <laughs> to you, right? And find out what is going on in your relationship and where you want to go. And if we can do that, and then we can tell you, hey, sure, we can help you. And here's exactly what that would look like for you. So if that's something that you're interested in, the place to go is to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. Okay, atouchflavor.com forward slash talk, and we'll actually dive into exactly what's going on in your relationship, exactly where you want to go, if we can help you, if we want to work with you, we already talked about those criteria, right, and what exactly that would look like, and we can go from there, and we would love to help you make some of these changes and this transformation that we've helped our other clients make as well. So hopefully at this point we have remedied <laughs> our error that of, in all these years not actually flat out describing to people what we do and anything else cassie no i think that wraps it up all right folks it was great talking to you like i said if you want to find out if what we do would be a good fit for you go ahead book a call happy to chat with you a little more we love you guys and we look forward to talking with you again soon Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1. Hey folks, so we have an awesome topic that we're going to dive into. Um, the topic, uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah. You know, I'd make sound effects here, but Albie would just, you know, cut them and put them in the blooper reel, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that is how she would feel if that happened. <laughs> I kind of want to keep that. <laughs> the baby's like, <laughs> I kind of want to keep that. <laughs> listen folks we've got to get a podcast out okay our part a man is at the store man cub is at his grandparents and the baby's too young to understand anything so she's in the background yeah apparently thinking that was hilarious <laughs>